Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is gonna be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We got another one for you. We are kicking down the road with some Malifo. Also got some other things that I'm gonna talk about, but that's what our main thing is today. We got Pete here, and once again, we got Dixon because Chris is in the old Disney world. He's enjoying life to the greatest. I don't even know why yeah, he's so mad. Yeah, which is funny because he's doing that. And then the next week, I'm going to be at Disney World. So, yeah, going to be fun times. Yep, yep. The only thing I'm happy about is soon I'm going to be completely immune to all disease. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I really have been enjoying that because two of our local game stores have gone with the you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated policy so i've been super happy about that because i've been vaccinated for a while nice yep so hopefully your stores are doing that too hopefully y'all are vaccinated if you're able um i know i got a couple buddies who can't get the vaccination because of like health issues and allergies so if you can get it get it because life's pretty good without those stupid ass masks yep but we didn't come to talk about that let's talk about Malifaux. Make sure that you guys are supporting us on the Rage Quit Wire social media sites. Uh, we got RageQuitWire.com. I'm actually about to throw up an article that Cody Hyatt wrote. He actually wrote an article about making a case for clocks in Malifaux. So kind of like War Machine and Guild Ball. He actually wrote an article kind of saying why he thinks that competitive play needs clocks. And then also what the benefits of that are. And then he even included rules on what that could look like in Malifaux. So Dixon, before we got into what we're going to talk about today, which is models that are shitty and we want to make them better. (laughs) I wanted to get your opinion on clocks just because I know you come from the same two games that I did with War Machine and Malifaux or uh, Guild Ball. So I I can assume that you also don't mind a clock. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, we we actually had this conversation back when we were talking about double masters, yep. And Cadmus, if I remember correctly, we were talking about Cadmus, and that's where it started. And I think we mentioned it again in double masters. But it's just it's important for the competitive side of Malifaux because it kind of like gives an even ground for both players. I don't know how many times I've been in a situation where like I play fast, but then I'm playing fast to make up for my opponent taking like thirty minute turns. Yeah. It's just kind of frustrating. Yeah, especially if you're on the losing side of that and you actually need more time because you you need to make up ground. I mean, that that's definitely important. And I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've played and I've seen it more in Guild Ball just because you can actually look at the time. But right. you can just see when a person is. And it's not always just because they're they're try, like trying to you know drag out the clock because they're winning. A lot of times it's because they go into the think tank and they're trying right. to think like two, three moves ahead. And next thing you know, they're taking like 10 minutes for one activation. Yeah, it's yeah. And, and that should be part of, of the skills. Like I know that I there has been a very few small amount of times. So this is what I thought. <laughs> OK, there's been a few times where like I go into the think tank for like five to 10 minutes because I am losing. Yeah, but and you got to try to figure it out. Yeah, but you've seen my activations. Usually my activations don't last more than like, I don't know, a minute, maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. It's like, all right, do X, do Z, done, go. Like, I don't try to like eat up the time. Why? Because I know that there will be points in the game where I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, what am I doing? <laughs> so I'm definitely excited to read up uh, on his uh, on his thoughts about the, the clock because I remember the part of our conversation was also when do you pass the clock? Because yeah, I was going to say that's, and... that's the tricky part, right? Is there's so many yep. little interactions in Malifaux and it's constantly going back and forth that it, it can be hard to determine when that clock is going to be switched over. 
Yeah, it, it, especially when you're doing flips, because like I know for a fact it's happened many times where I'm like, I'm about to attack. Do you want to do anything? And my opponent just like kind of takes like thirty seconds to a minute to like figure out if he wants to use a stone or not. Yeah, and it's like okay. Yeah, and and that used to happen <laughs> in Guild Ball too, where you would be like. Um, I'm going to attack and they'd be like, wait, wait a second. Let me, uh, and then they sit there and think, and then you just slap the clock back to them. That, so, but that was like the key part of, of Gilbert. It's like, you had very defining moments where like, all right, it's, it's on your turn now. So do whatever thinking you want to do. It's, think, it's in your clock. I think the trickiest part with the clock and Malifaux mm. is when there's a trigger based off of an action. So like, for example, Maw with Scamper. It's like, yeah. okay, so when I do my scamper triggers, are you bringing that back to me real quick? Like, I mean, and that's kind of like the questions that you have are those specific instances. I think it's just going to force more interactivity between you and your opponent, to be honest, because you're going to have to like constantly be asking your opponent for his triggers. So it's like, do you have anything that you need to do past the clock? You know what I mean? Like ask yeah. them, it's like, all right, past the clock, do you have anything to do? And then they have to pass the clock right back. Like I will have to be paying attention to like my opponent passing the clock to me to ask me questions and then be like, no, I gotta do blah blah blah. Boop, and then pass the clock right back. Yeah, and I, I just want everybody to know that I do like game clocks to just kind of keep the game moving because if we can plus I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a tournament and then all of a sudden the TO comes around, maybe they've kind of been forgetting for a little bit, and then all of a sudden you only have like five minutes left in the game. Right. And and all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, where the time? I mean, I like a timer because it helps keep me on pace for the game as well. So right. that's just, it, it's going to be up in the air. I don't know if I'm going to like it for Malifaux. Um, but I'm going to play it a bunch with the stuff that Cody kind of put out there. And I'll see what I think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. We're going to have to try it out, too. We're going to have to like test it out. I have noticed that there's a lot more kickback from the Malifaux community about it, though. Yeah, I mean, there's not everybody's a, a bunch of people that don't like it. I would say there's a lot of people that don't like it, and I, I don't know if I get that part of it, but... Example, an example. When I was playing War Machine, it got to a point where, like, I remember in the beginning, people hated it. It's like, no, no clocks, no clocks, no clocks. And then eventually, I want to say, uh, when I was on my second or third year of playing War Machine, people finally were like, yo, I want to play a casual game, but can we please have clocks? Yeah. And it just... It became the norm. It became the norm because people eventually noticed, like, oh, games are going not only faster, but they're a lot cleaner. Well, and that was the thing I noticed. And I noticed this about Malifaux, too, With if I don't have a clock. Sometimes the games can drag on. For example, like, I played X-Wing without a clock for a while. And those games could sometimes go for, like, two or three hours, which is long for an X-Wing game. Wow. And yeah, because if you get two like fighters that are just chasing each other around and, you know, you're dodging and evading and no ship is dying, it can go on for a long time. Or you have the dick that just flies the corner of the board and you got to hunt him down. But <laughs> So when you play on the clock, though, it's like, OK, clock's done. Count up points. So that just yeah. the clock fixes a lot of problems that you might have with just wasting time in general. So that I'm generally a fan of. Get more yeah. games. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely. Definitely. Hi, Dick. Dick the last thing I want to ask you before we got into our main topic yep. is I don't know if you saw this, but, oh, man, Games Workshop, man. So I, I, I got to talk a little crap on Games Workshop, even though I'm looking to probably get some Middle Earth models just because I like Lord of the Rings. Um, well, that's a different thing altogether. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at maybe, maybe doing some... Uh, some Iron Hills models, so I'm pretty excited about that. But so apparently, Games Workshop is starting this Warhammer Plus. I don't know if you saw that, Dixon. Yep, I saw that. So, and people, you know, some people hate it. I actually think it's a pretty brilliant idea, personally. I I don't like all of the extra stuff around it, though. What do you mean extra stuff around it? So part of the the Warhammer Plus thing is that we had a whole bunch of content creators that were doing Warhammer stuff on, on YouTube. Yeah. And they were like making, yeah, making parodies or making really good shows and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, well, GW didn't reach out to any of them to try to make shows for Warhammer plus instead they copyright struck them as soon as Warhammer plus was up. <laughs> so these, all these shows that were promoting the game for years, for years that were great for the community 
they finally went, okay, now that we're, we are going to make money off of TV, shut them down. We're like, what? <laughs> it, it's been nothing but a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, but when you're as big as Games Workshop, do you care? Apparently, because they literally started shutting down channels. Well, no, no, no. I mean, do you care that you're shutting down channels? That's what I'm saying. What, me or GW? GW. Oh, appar- again, apparently they do care because they did that. Well, I, what I'm saying is I think that I think that they are like, well, if we're going to make and it's like 65 bucks a year. I'm like, so if if they're making that much money off it, apparently they're not worried too much about these content creators. And they're just like, nope, we're just going to make our own channel, which I think I think is a really good idea. I mean, a good idea would have been if they got along all those content creators that start making shows for them instead that of would have been a, them that would have been a better idea. Yeah, I think I, honestly, it was just very scummy. Like literally, all these content creators are like, "Yo, we're promoting your game. You guys are doing great." And then GW was like, "Yeah, yeah, you guys are awesome." And then as soon Cut as they down. had their own show, they're like, "Stab, stab, stab!" <laughs> like, yeah. Why? But the concept of it, I do like in general, where it's just a channel that you can get extra information from, extra videos, painting tutorials. Uh, I think they said White Dwarf is going to be included with that. But in my opinion, White Dwarf's been a shit magazine for a long time. No offense to anybody that likes it. Um, I mean, I like it. Well, I liked it back in the day, dude. I mean, back in the day, you could read battle reports in there. There were painting tutorials. There were, you know, you'd show you how to build scenery. It was more of the hobby aspect. Right. And now it just seems like a gaudy, just it's almost like pornography where it's just a bunch of, you know, models that you can beat off to. (laughs) I mean, uh, everything that you said, I've seen in the White Dwarf lately uh, i want to say at least for the last year before yeah, that maybe there was a came back around time. i guess correct because like there was a span of time where white dwarf was just kind of like soulless it well, just it felt like, like it, it was just completely devoid of anything that we actually liked well i was gonna say what it seemed like it devolved in, into to me mm. is like i said just kind of this pornography of uh just models and then you would also get a free model out of x edition right. so yes. That's what it seemed to devolve to me. But if they, you know, turn the ship around and, you know, got on the correct course and actually are doing hobby stuff again, that's what White Dwarf used to be. Oh, no, no, no. They did both. They didn't, like, choose one or the other. No, they still have, you know, <laughs> mini exclusives. Uh, there's They're releasing rules and, quote unquote, patches in the White Dwarf. So, like, you have to buy the White Dwarf and, like, have the new rules uh yeah they're very they still do scummy stuff it's just that they also added in back all the stuff that you liked before like hey hey, we have the hobby stuff but we also of uh scummy stuff for this warhammer plus yeah apparently at the end of the year you get like this you know exclusive model that vindicar assassin model is disgustingly awesome it does look beautiful not not gonna lie the the coming out of the house i mean uh, it's a sisters of battle statue yeah, yeah, I was about to say, it's coming out of the half face of a Sisters of Battle statue. Yeah, it's like, it's like a ruined statue, and it's just set up in like almost in a tower position where yeah. it's just picking off a target. It, it looks really cool. I don't even like 40K anymore, but I'd, I'd get that model and paint it up in a heartbeat. It's a reference to one of the comics. Uh, in one of the comics, they had a Vindicari Assassin. I don't know if it's an official comic or an unofficial fan art. Again, there's a lot of people that did unofficial fan art stuff, and videos and stuff anyway yeah. there is a story where a vindicar assassin was inside of a statue just like that and shot at a uh, corrupted leader of a nation uh in the storyline if i remember correctly he he was using a body double at the time and okay. like it's just about chase from him him coming down from this from the statue and stuff and it's just like a good reference so yeah them picking that a specific model for the uh, for the place uh, for the um, what do you call it Warhammer Plus, that that seems like a good nod to like the fan base. All right, yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. Um, but mm. we're a Malfo podcast at this episode, Yar. so let's get into it. Because <laughs> yes. I know every, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, I did hear a couple gunshots while we were talking about 40k. <laughs> wow. Oh, hopefully those people are still with us. Yep. Hopefully they're okay. I can be a little dark sometimes. It's okay. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. I just. Focus, man. Focus. You got this. 
I know. Sorry, it's the morning. <laughs> Haven't taken my pills yet. <laughs> um, yeah, so we want to talk about um, models that just suck. Yeah, so there's a lot of models that we like in this game, maybe because they're cool, they look awesome, mm-hmm. and then you put them on the table and you're like, why the fuck would I ever bring this? And yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> models like that. Not a lot, but you know, there's a good amount. Yeah. So what Dixon and I did is we both picked about five, uh, five or six, but we probably won't talk about all six of them just because, you know, we want to keep this around our normal time. Mm. But we're just going to talk about the models that we picked, uh, what some problems are with it, and then maybe if we can think of some solutions that would make them uh, make them better. So, Dixon, I'll let you start us off. What's a model that you are like, man, I really like this model. I wish it didn't suck. Mortimer. Mortimer. Do you know who that is? Uh, I think he's the rat dude, isn't he? Nope. He is a wrestler model. He sounds like a rat dude. No, he's a wrestler model. He's from Resurrectionist. Oh, yeah. I think. Wait, does he have a wheelbarrow or something? No, he has a shovel. See, again, again, everything, (laughs) everything that you're saying specifically is why I brought him up. Because, like, nobody knows what this model is because nobody ever puts him on the table anymore. Oh, he's a henchman. Oh, you looked him up? Yeah, there you go. He's oh, and, he, and, he's, and he's versatile, so apparently he's good because he's versatile, right? No, just no. All like, right, so what's, what's bad about this big old fatty? He doesn't really do anything. That's unfortunate. Like, he technically, you look at him, you're like, oh, he, he does stuff. It's like, no, he has a shovel with knock aside. Who's, uh, who's, whose keyword is mortuary? Uh, it used to be uh, Nicodemus, or Nicodem, sorry. Oh, so he doesn't even belong anywhere now. He doesn't, you know, he's he's the mortuary keyword. So, like, if you want to make mortuary keyword, you will have to pick him, just like Hinamatsu is puppet. Hmm, okay. Yeah, it's really sad. All right, well, what, what? so what is this guy supposed to do in your mind, do you think? So... <laughs> So he does a lot of things. Let's 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 be honest and, and a little bit at least let's be fair to him. He summons uh zombies, like manly zombies, and he has a, a stat six decay. So he has good stuff on him, but when you actually put him on the table, you know, his speed four yeah. is uh yeah, his speed four, the fact that Grave Robber is done better with other models, like he drops courses, but other models will do it better. Fresh meat makes you want to have more undead, but then the undeads don't really get anything out of it other than move three inches. Like, there's so much crap, dude. <laughs> yeah, he just dies, too. Like, he has hard to kill, but he just he's like, oh, I'm just going to focus and punch you until you die. Yeah, uh, I mean, because I'm looking at the card, and it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. But I think also, it might be he might be in one of those weird spots where he doesn't have a master, like he's kind of like Hinamatsu. So he's... It, he looks very non-directed. Like he, he doesn't seem like he has a direction that he's really wanting to go hard. So he's kind of like a master of nothing. Yeah. No, he's not even a jack of all trades either. Like he's slow. Well, he's, he's a poor jack of all trades. He doesn't do a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't even know if lowering him by two points would make him be playable. Yeah. I don't know because there's so many good models and resers that it's just a lot of this just doesn't do what you need it to. Yeah, if he was six points, do you think that Chris would pick him up? I don't know. Um, I've seen Chris <laughs> now that you now that I see the picture. I've seen Chris play Mortimer a couple of times, and I think what crew did he bring him with? He might have. Did he bring him with like McMorning? Maybe. Okay. First off, how long ago was that? Uh, maybe seven months ago. Seven months ago. Mm. Okay. We played. We played a lot of games since then. you got him way better at the game let's put it that way yeah so i I could definitely (laughs) see that what do you think that mortimer would need to go in a positive direction there i think at this point uh, he would probably have to uh get a remake or something because chatty is the most interesting thing that he has yet he has nothing that forces people to do interact actions so what i think would be cool so you kind of mentioned these like Hinamatsu where Hinamatsu is obviously somebody who's a beater. She has some cool abilities like lure and some other things to kind of force the engagement. Mm -hmm. I think giving Mortimer something, if you're going to go with this zombie theme, 
because you know you're looking at the mortuary and you have creating zombies and all this other stuff i think kind of play more to that maybe controlling people a little bit more because you have manipulative so he wants to be kind of in a controlling kind of in the mix area and just creating zombies and maybe i don't know pushing zombies blowing up zombies something along those lines so manipulative also says that he wants to go last so if you want to go last, yeah. I would say maybe also give him command construct. I mean, command undead. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. So you can make your undead stuff do things. Yeah. I mean, it's just got to be something you can do for him. Also, Grave Robber, just put the, the crow in the Grave Robber ability automatically, yeah, like in. suited. Yeah, and fresh meat. I don't know. Change fresh meat for command construct, uh, command undead. I don't know, dude. Like, there's just so much crap here that it's just missing. Um, yeah, it doesn't synergize very well. It does not. Like, uh, probably change the shovel. I mean, add critical strike to the shovel so that if somebody gets close, he has a chance to do seven damage to them. Again, there's just so much crap here that mm -hmm. he doesn't end up doing anything with. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's a decent pick just because, I mean, like, like you said, he just, he has a lot going on, but not a specific direction, um, to go with. So yeah. my first model that I'm going to talk about, and this is a model that I was actually, this is the first Malifaux model that I bought mm. and I was very excited about it because I just love the way it kind of looks and just the vibe of it. <laughs> but this is actually uh, Tuco Ortega, which is yep. from the Neverborn. Another versatile model. And something that we see a lot is the Half-Bloods just do not get brought in the current iteration at all. I've sometimes so, brought Maurice and sometimes brought uh, Angel Eyes. No, yeah, no, I brought, I brought Angel Eyes once. Yeah, Maurice has an ability that gives everybody around him uh, cover. And that's mm -hmm. literally the only way you can get cover in Neverborn without making Hinamatsu your leader. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I brought Maurice, because I knew my opponent was going to bring nothing but guns. So Maurice, you know, would activate first and be like Pandora, the writer, all these people have cover, go. And then it just made the game harder for my opponent. And I still ended up losing that game because I so, was forced to activate Maurice first. And here's the problem that I have with Tuco, because he is, you know, he's not super fast, but he does have... Um, he does have stealth and he does have from the shadows. So that helps. But so he's going to be up the board. However, he has a melee attack that is meh. And then he also has a custom shotgun. So mm -hmm. he has a range, but it's only eight inches. So that means that the problem, the biggest problem is just how squishy he is, man. He's just seven hit boxes with just stealth. He's not going to get blasted, but this dude is just going to die. Yeah, I mean, the biggest Seven thing about him is that death. <laughs> he's an enforcer that dies to a stiff breeze. That's, that's a normal problem that we keep seeing everywhere in Malifaux, and I hate it. I wish enforcers were just getting a step up. Like, one of the main reasons why I don't bring Baby Cade as often as I want him to is because he has shit stats. But at least Baby Cade has manipulative. I, again, manipulative goes away once he activates so if i, I see, act i have to force that, myself that's to fine. Activate that's fine that's what i'm saying you need i'm okay with an enforcer having a conditional defensive ability um and you can argue that tuco's is stealth but my problem is stealth becomes really shitty when you have a custom shotgun that brings you within eight inches so you're engaging people pretty much inside of your stealth aura so they can come in and just smoke you so i got a, i got you I that's still kind of my problem that, with them yeah but i still don't think that the conditional thing that you're talking about i see that more for minions because enforces should be able to survive so i mean and I, you can correct me if i'm wrong with this but most of the time it seems like enforcers the only difference between a minion and an enforcer honestly in my in my opinion is just usually the enforcers have a name, like they're a named character, whereas, you know, minions are just this generic, you know, Tommy model. And besides that, though, I mean, there's not a lot of stat difference sometimes between uh, an enforcer and a minion. And sometimes minions are even better than a lot of these enforcers. So yeah. I don't I don't get what the enforcer keyword is honestly supposed to do for a model because there's no rules that benefit enforcer models. 
Right. And that's the main reason why I said that. I say, I truly believe that enforcers should be harder to take down than nor- than other models, like of the same cause. What that would that you, should be their specialty. What would you think about them adding a main rule in the rule book for enforcers? Something where it's like you can spend X resource to do something special to either heal an enforcer or mitigate damage for an enforcer. Maybe not soul stones, but something else. Uh, I, I, I personally, I, I rather. Because the thing the card. is, yeah, yeah. Because uh, enforcers are. Not necessarily like like what you said is not wrong. Most of the time they have names, but it's just the only difference right now between an enforcer and a minion is number of models you can bring. Well, a minion always has multiples of that model that you can bring. An enforcer is just that single model. Well, and it's not only that, right? When you look at the enforcer, you don't get the benefit of being a henchman because you can't use soul stones. Right. And you don't get the benefit of being a minion. So that way, if you bring an upgrade, you don't even get the minion ability on the upgrade. Right. I mean, that's the main reason why Talos got the, the buff that he did, and it didn't even change him. Like, it made it so that he comes to the table and he's not a complete waste. Yeah. Uh, Talos is an enforcer, and they gave him plus one defense, plus one willpower, and, like, re-rack, like, his ability so that they can actually do work. And he's not broken. He's just really, really good right now, and you still don't see Terra all the time. Like it's not, it's not a, you see him, uh, especially against matchups against dreamer and people that do a lot of, uh, um, bearing and yeah. And then Talos is a good counter pick for that. But I'm telling you right now, dude, like enforces need to all be of a higher quality. Pretty much. You're going to see that most of the guys that I have in my list are enforcers. Well, I was going to say, I know I bring a lot of kin, and the kin enforcers are pretty. They're they're some of the best enforcers in the game. They're a very good example of what an, a good enforcer is. That's yep. the reason why I like them a lot. I like them a lot because they're very good enforcers, in in they're not broken. Like you don't you don't think oh kin oh they're the most broken crew in the game. They're they're like just solid. They're just really good. In fact, yep. I think Ophelia was one of the most balanced masters in terms of scores when we were looking at the information for the uh, World Series. Yeah. She was like a 50-something percent win rate. So looking at, and I almost want to just do Half-Bloods. I mean, is there something we can do to the Half-Blood keyword there, Dixon, that would make this, I don't know, a better model to bring for not just Tuco, but other Half-Bloods as well? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Maurice should just have Bodyguard, period. He shouldn't have to, like activate to do his ability that would be the yeah. first thing that i would do for him uh and give him a harder harder wound uh and that's it i think that's fine for him Tuko, i would give him the talos treatment literally plus one defense plus one willpower and probably give him disguise as well and that's well, I, was gonna, I was gonna say i would increase the defensive stats i mean he looks like this slim kind of like running gun kind of fighter i mean i don't see why he's not defense six and willpower five like you're saying Mm -hmm. um i would also increase his custom shotgun to more like a pistol type range if not 12 10 at least um that's how i would kind of adjust that Hmm. i mean you can still have a custom rifle on him and that would increase his range more uh custom shotgun still think it's it's a good thing for him so i don't know i think i think him being a mid-range model that's the reason why i said disguise yeah disguise would be good yeah because that way yeah you can charge him but you can't actually attack him so if he stays at eight inch range most models have to walk and then charge and then they won't be able to do that either well and then so if he had disguise that'd be good you get one shot on him probably not going to kill him in one shot and then he activates concentrates which lets him push away and then he can shoot you or just walk away that's right like, again, if you would have to do a Talos treatment for Tuco, like, it's so unfortunate because he's such a interesting looking model and his backstory hey, cool. is great. But like and every single one of them, like Maurice, like I said, the fact that he had to activate would ruin that entire game plan. It's like, I don't have a way to have uh, cover other than that. Um, Tuco, he just dies to a stiff breeze. Uh, poor Angel Eyes. Angel Eyes she has a very niche place that I bring her in because she's defense four for some yeah. reason. <laughs> Snipers can't move very fast, man. I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But like, that's what's killing the snipers. I guess people don't like snipers. That's the reason why both Hans and her are bad. 
And all I know is I, I just want to say that I, to, to the listener out there, mm. <laughs> I bet, I bet the listener, you thought I was going to pick a Bayou model first. So <laughs> no. you, oh. you're wrong. <laughs> well, and, and then one very last thing I want to add to Tuco that I, I've asked this before because we don't have many ways to deal with this crap. Yeah. Tuco should have blow it all to hell. Hmm. That's interesting because I think you're right. I don't think Neverborn has a lot of great ways to deal with markers. We don't have a lot of tech pieces. I mean, honest to God, like that's like the biggest thing that I, I would like for Carver to have Lantern of Souls. So that, you know, at least we have some anti-demite. We had if Carver had Lantern of Souls, we would have one model with anti-demise. Right now we have zero. There's no way for us to stop demise abilities. Okay, well, uh well uh that's a good idea because yeah, I definitely didn't connect that dot with Nevermore before. Yeah. Uh, what's your second model that you think needs to be uh, looked at there, Dixon? Uh, I mean, it's going to be dumb, but Bert Jepsen. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. Hey, man, I'm sorry, but like, I really, you're, really... You're, you're, not the, needs, you're not the only one. He needs defense six and, and hard to kill. That's it. I wouldn't do anything else to this model other than defense six and hard to kill. Well, also pointing out that he's an enforcer. So once again, <laughs> we're pulling out another enforcer. I mean, it's literally the main problem in the game right now. There's a lot of models that are just like, they don't have a niche. They don't have a way to actually get into the game and be like, okay, so he has a job. You know, maybe I'll pick him for this. You pick Bert, but I mean, most of the time people are just going to kill him because he's so easy to kill. Well, I was going to say that Bert actually, and I think this is different than the other models that we pick where Bert actually, he does have something he is very good at. He is a fast moving model. He can scheme. He has agile, so you can't lock him down unless you kill him. Um, he has showboating, so he's going to draw you some cards. He has a good gun on him just to do some damage. And if you bring Gracie, which why not? And you're hanging out. Gracie mm. can push eight inches towards that model. Uh, the lucky knife with crit strike just can shank people. Yep. And then even, even his bonus. For, so here's the thing about his bonus that I love about the clockwork grenade. Mm. Even if it doesn't go off, which most of the time I don't use clockwork grenade because I go reckless. Right. Clockwork grenade is good for those early turns because you can literally cheat down just to draw a card. You can be like, oh, I'm not going to have that go off. I'm going to cheat down and draw for, you know, yep. um, showboating yep yep yep. that's true like i was like all right hide behind this door hide behind this wall you know neither of us can see each other but i can still throw a grenade at you oh it didn't go off fuck it i'm just gonna cheat down to a one you know and, and now i get to draw a card yeah, yeah no so, legit so that, that being is said, this, eight points yeah. he dies super easy <laughs> yes i was about to say it's like you are one of like very very few people that uses bird because like Every single game that I play against Bird, he dies. Like every play, it, when we played, I killed Bird every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just didn't last that, more than three turns. That shows you how dangerous he is, though, because he did kill Serena, and he put a bunch of damage on something else that was like uh, hiding next to her. Excuse you, he didn't kill Serena. I mean, he did. No, your pig killed Serena. I know, but the kill went to Bert because Bert's the one that Red Jokered a huge shot on you. Uh, yeah, and left her at one life. I know that. But the, you know, the pig, <laughs> that son of a bitch. Crazy. Crazy is good. Some pig. Well, yeah, but we're talking about bad models. But, you're, <laughs> I, but I think that you can look at, because I'm t like, if Bert doesn't die, which, you know, I'd say six out of 10 games, he's probably going to die. But once Bert gets into the backfield, it's just it's terrible. So this model is bad for a different reason because of just how squishy it is. Mm -hmm. But if if it like you said, if it had like hard to kill, he would be way better to bring because he could then get in the backfield and do all his chaos that he loves doing with scheming and killing. Yeah, I mean, even with hard to kill, it just makes it so you have to attack him one more time. So it's not like he's broken at that point. But and he's eight point or eight stones. Yeah, that's the reason why I want him to be defense six as well. Like, will he can go down willpower five? I understand at that point the reason they want to keep it at eleven because like there's a lot of models in the game that they, there's clearly some math in the background when they're doing design. But some models they just need to invert the willpower and the defense. Say like, for example, well, Bert, 
I would it say Beacon 6, Willpower 5. Well, it doesn't make sense. I mean, most Bayou models are Willpower 5 or lower. So right. I, I don't understand why him, of all models, are Willpower <laughs> 6. When you look at him, he does not look like he's strong-willed. Well, maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's because he's Whizbang. Whizbang tends to have some of the higher Willpower in there. That's true. Also, uh, Alphonse doesn't look anything like he's designed. Yeah, because he has willpower six, and he looks like he's he is drooling on himself. That m stupid model that they designed. Yeah, he looks like a dumb bag of rocks, and Weird, somehow uh, he's I, like. I, I just I want a quick shout out here. Weird, if anybody from Weird is listening to this podcast, please, for the love of God, do an alternate <laughs> sculpt of freaking Alphonse. Oh, thank please, thank please, and thank you for real. <laughs> it, it, it's a size three. He can grow to size four, and he looks like a size two. It's like, and he's just sitting there like touching Licking his lip his... and yeah it's just weird and it looks static and it's just it's uh, not a good model sorry he's, he's so terrible looking any anywho but like and that's not an I, unpopular opinion that's straight up most people i, talk I know to. it's every single person that i talk to too uh but no back to bert honest to god like literally there's only very few things i see this model not need he just needs survivability that's it yeah he needs I, to I, I agree one more that. hit I agree with that. I mean, I like him, and I, I definitely concede that he dies. So, I mean, if if so, I, I would be happy if they just put him on defense six, and that was like the only change. I'd be like, hey, this is way more bringable now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because now he can actually do stuff to put him at flip minuses instead of I focus, I punch him, he's dead. It's yeah. Like, Fuck. <laughs> All right, so I will go to my next model. So let's see here. What do we got next in the can here? Um, let's go with... I'm gonna, I got a couple Bayou models, so I'm going to go with a non-Bayou model first. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say, and this is just one, I don't play Guild, so this is just me not playing Guild. And also, I just don't... When I have seen Guild on the table, I don't see this model a lot, but I love the backstory of this. And it's Samuel Hopkins. Yeah. So I don't know if it's because he's nine stones and a henchman. And he's also in the witch hunter keyword. Yeah. So I, I don't know how he plays in that keyword specifically. But me personally, I would love to see Guild and, and models like Samuel Hopkins more on the table. Just because the backstory of him is just interesting to me. So I use this model. Just like you play Bert, I play Sam. Okay. And constantly people tell me he's a bad model and he doesn't really do anything. And I'm like, well, he, he kind of sets things on fire. Uh, before they nerfed, um, what was it? There was a weapon that allowed me to throw grenades. It was an upgrade. And I used the upgrade to throw grenades to just kind of like force people to be on fire, basically. And you can't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's there's a, a whole bunch of little things that I, I miss Sam being able to do. But no, he's, he's, I don't know. He's just squishy. That's literally it. He, he only has Arcane Shield, and that's it. That's like, Arcane Shield plus one. So that's the only defensive measure he has. He's defense five, willpower five. He just dies to a stiff breeze. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of like what he's supposed to do. I mean, because he has a crit strike revolver that also has burning, and he has rapid fire. So, you know, he can shoot a bunch. Dude, but, if, he, if you attack somebody in melee that's on fire with critical strike, he constantly does like six damage because he doesn't need to focus. Yeah. Yeah, he also, like, he does a lot of damage. He just dies to a stiff priest whenever finally somebody gets to him. Hmm. Yeah, if he fails to kill whatever he got into, because that's the thing, whenever I play him, I play him as keep away, but like, as soon as somebody comes in, like any of the riders, any of the riders goes into him and he's dead. He's just, he's just <laughs> dead. That's the big issue with him. So I don't know. I, I probably a remake because for nine points, I want nine points of survivability and he doesn't have any of that. Well, when I look at nine stones, that's where I mean, I think when you look at models, you have to go with, OK, what's what's the best model that I have at that point cost? So me, I always go to the first mate at nine stones. I'm like, OK, nine stones. That's first mate level. First mate's really freaking good. Yeah. Samuel Hopkins is no first mate. <laughs> no. No. I mean, he does he, if if the stars align, 
he can do a lot of damage. And that's going to be probably a lot of things that we're going to say throughout all these models. Yeah. If the stars aligns and magical Christmas wonderland, then yeah, this model can do work. But yeah, I wouldn't change any offense on him. I really wouldn't. I would just add some kind of survivability, probably increase his stats, probably give him harder wound, uh, probably give him it, butterfly it, it, jump. Move six with creep along is pretty good. Yeah, no, he he's supposed to be also very like athletic or very agile. So he doesn't even have agile, so he can't just walk out of combat. Uh, I don't know, dude. Like, honest to God, I probably would just give him just better, like, just better stats. Hmm. Just that. Okay. Just, yeah, because he doesn't have anything. He really, he really just has arcane shield plus one. That's it. And, and people are gonna say, oh, he also has counter spells, like. Eh. <laughs> if I'm going to kill you, I will discard a card. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Dixon, what's your, what's your next model? So my next model is Abuela. Since we're talking about Gil, I might as well talk about Abuela. Is what? Abuela. What uh, grandma. Abuela? Grandma Ortega. Are you, are you talking about like AOC's Abuela? I'll punch you in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Abuela means grandma, you you uncultured swine. <laughs> so Abuela, uh, uh, oh dude, this Ortega. is the uh, this is the wheelchair like with a shotgun chick. Correct. So I just want two things for her, and that's it. That's it. I just want her to one have an ability that's that gives her both protected. And uh, makes her count as 20 points. That's it. Make her count as 20. Yeah, protective family and counts as 20 points. That Why? way, because when you bring Abuela Ortega, it makes it so that when she ends her activation, you can discard a card to have Perdita do something. Oh, that's nifty. And if you give her protected, then she can be in the middle of things. Like, I would just take out Heart of Wound, put in protected, and then the ability to count as, you know... Plus one, because uh, she is really, really squishy. She doesn't really do anything offensive, but Listen Up Youngun is really strong, and she should be able to be in the middle of battle, just, you know, obeying one person to do something, shooting her shotgun, and then ending her activation and having Perdita do something else as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Doesn't she That's have, it. like, what is it? Oh, no. I thought for some reason she had an ability where she could like shoot her shotgun and then she oh yeah she does <laughs> and then and she pushes back like three inches after she shoots her shotgun. Yep. It's such a flavorful model. It is. But she like whenever I bring it into the table, she she just kind of struggles. And she dies so easily too. I mean, and you know, Somebody taking the hit for her, I mean, it makes sense because it's it's the matriarch of the family. They're going to, you know, protect grandma. Correct. I mean, they can make so, it so it's similar to the same ability as um, Fiona Gage. You know how Fiona Gage doesn't have to discard card? Yeah. She just protects, you know, other generalists. So you can have give Abuela, you know, a special ability called matriarch, you know, family matriarch. And you just have, you know, family models can take a hit for her. Does that make sense? I don't know if you're listening to me. <laughs> Sorry, all I heard all I heard was old granny. Uh, basically, I'm, 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 I'm picking on you. I heard everything I, you said. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, no, I want her to. I just I want her to be able to be in the middle of the table because she's such a cool looking model too. Well, I mean that's I mean she she has a six inch shotgun and she has a, an ability that benefits you know the other family model so mm -hmm. that's where she wants to be and you need abilities to keep you up and yeah she's only five stones so i get why she's not like super durable but you got to give her something like yeah i mean you can still blast her the kingdom come because you can still throw grenades do aoe attacks and again she'd be fine like if she dies because your opponent was smart and just did other stuff that doesn't mean direct attacks to her yeah. That's, that's fine. That's part of the game, right? But she doesn't do anything other than just die. <laughs> like, her attacks are stat 5. Her obey needs an 8. <laughs> like, yeah. She's just, yeah. Alright, well, I, I don't think that it's surprising to anybody that my next couple models are going to be Bayou. Mm. Um, 
this model, I think, is the worst model in Bayou. So I think it's the coolest, one of the cooler looking models, but I think it's the trashiest model. It's uh, the Bayou Wrestlers. Oh my God. So, so they're five stones. <laughs> they look cool as shit. Yeah. Because, you know, they're throwing pigs around. They got the belt on. They got the, you know, luchador masks. They look really cool. Right. But you look at what they do, it's like, I get it. They're five stones. So, I mean, that's fine. I'd be okay with them getting a stone increase if they didn't suck. But mm -hmm. they only have hard to wound, which is like, okay, you're putting them at a negative with their five hit points. You're probably going to kill them. <laughs> they have a squeal, yep. which is like, okay, really <laughs> random to see on Infamous and weird to uh -oh. see on Wrestlers. Um, they have brush like Mancha Roja. Their wrestle ability is range zero. It's kind of a mini Mancha Roja attack, but it sucks. And <laughs> um, I, there's a weird ram trigger in there for like slingshotting another infamous model. It, it's just weird. Toss in the mud is another weird attack, which it, it it's good. But in this iteration, it's like, eh, okay. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of not good on them. Toss in the mud? I would change it to like a one inch push or place effect and I would give that push or place effect a, Oh, and, and also be a melee attack, you know, because the thing is that the biggest issue with these guys is the range zero and they don't have anything to make up for it. Cause usually when a model is range zero, like Corvus Rook, Corvus is range zero, but by God, is he worth it? Oh yeah. Yeah. But like you look at the wrestlers, it's like, Five points, range zero, shit stats. Only thing that defends them is hard to wound. And if you flip the mask on the fence flips, then you can do squeal. Yeah, but you're I honestly, dead. <laughs> yeah, they don't even do work when they get into melee combat. That's like the biggest that's the biggest issue in my opinion. So yeah, no, like tossing the mod, if you give them like coordinated attack and you make tossing the mod a melee attack of one inch. So basically change tossing the mod to something else, right? Same effect, but one inch melee with a coordinated attack. And then you can just like push somebody two yeah, inches. Yeah, like always blind people, man. Yeah. And then, you know, you push them two inches into base to base contact with another friendly model. That other model punches them in the face. And then you can like, you know, continue the beat down. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think the other thing that I wish they had is I wish they had a conditional, um, defensive stat meaning like um kind of like macho roja if you end macho roja within i think it's one or two inches of piano marker he gets shielding right i if the wrestlers had that that would be good like i would love that i think you should change it from being a piano marker to just being a marker i mean that's fine i mean i would even love that more if they put that on matcha as well but right. yeah being next to a marker and just being like my time is now and then you have shielding i mean that's awesome Yep, all the wrestlers having an ability because uh, I don't even think that their their stats should change that much. Like, no, I mean I think their stats are good for a five five stone model. Yeah, it's it's I don't know it's their offensive it's just, stuff that I care well, about. I was gonna say it's their their a uh, beater model, mm -hmm. but there's no there's like no survivability at all, no condition that you're gonna live, and the damage output isn't good enough to really risk bringing them. Right. So that's kind of the issue with them. I bring um, sorrows and aversions all the time because I really like them. But people constantly ask me why because they're five point models and they usually die to stiff breeze. They do work before they die. Yeah. They do one damage when you activate, obligate it. You have to focus on them because they're incorporeal and they have normal stats and they're five health. So, like, there's a lot of things that are going on around here that makes them do work. But when I look at a wrestler, they don't even do like the like I said any little thing that forces me to be like okay I have to be worried about these guys. Does that make <laughs> sense? It's like it's like yeah, there's nothing where you're like oh crap, there's a wrestler over there, kill it. You're just like oh, Ugh. it's a why do you bring a wrestler? Yeah, it's like I guess right, concentrate punching. I guess I head. have nothing else to do. Let me go kill it real quick. Yeah, they don't even have <laughs> stealth. That's like the second saddest thing. It's like. They don't pass the smell test. Uh, what was the yeah. name? Somebody somebody put a name uh, to a, a test. Basically, the Parker Barrels test, I think it was called. Yeah. Where, like, can you take a focus attack from certain models? If the answer is no, that model should not be in the game. And, like, wrestlers, 
die to that type of model. It's like, oh, I shoot you, you're dead. GG. <laughs> uh, all right, Dixon, for time constraints, we're going to do one more model. So I want you to pick your best remaining model um, that you think needs to be changed. Oh, come on, man. I got like three. That sucks. Yep, you got to uh, do the one. If, if people really like the episode, maybe we'll do another one with Chris. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll uh, let's let's do one more for you and I. I love, I hate Killjoy, but I'm not gonna say him. I'm gonna say Bishop. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Do you know who he is? I do. Yeah, he's one of the uh, he's one of the mercenaries, right? Yeah. Honest to God, I he needs he needs hard to kill, <laughs> hard to kill or hard to wound, one of the two. Because by God, he's just and adaptive should be at the start during the start phase. And so let me ask the, you. End of activation. It's end of turn. What's up? So so, holy crap! He's a nine point enforcer. Um, that's Thank more you. than that's more than <laughs> I thought. I, I thought he'd be eight. if he was actually like even eight stones. I actually not. I mean, he's defense and willpower is six. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, that's really. No, it, that's really good. It, it should be. It should be really good. Put him on the table though. So what do you find when you put him on the table? He's uh, he's missing either hard to kill or hard to wound. And his adaptive ability forces him to, like, like he, okay, so adaptive is supposed to allow for him to use any suit, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So adaptive should allow you for, like, for example, he becomes a four, five, six on damage, right? Yep. Uh, that's supposed to be the, the case with him. But it ends up that his zero range, you know, doesn't really allow for that. Like, he has zero range. You have to be in base base with somebody. And you focus, attack somebody, and he just doesn't get there. He like adapted should just be during the start phase. He chooses a suit, and this model has a chosen suit until the end of the turn. That's it. That way he can use cage fighter. So like, that's it. Me, let, this is just kind of one of my gripes, and this is coming from Guild Ball, so this will probably tell you something. Yeah. I personally think that one inch melees should be kind of your base. And there should be very few models that have zero range. Like I, I'm okay with, like if we just said like pigs and other models of that caliber, mm -hmm. if if they had zero melee range, I'd be okay with. But I think most humans and most humanoid models should be at least one inch reach. I, I'm not a big fan of the zero inch reach. Something should give. Something should be special, basically, about those models. Again, Corvus Rook, perfect example. Yeah. Zero range model, fantastic model. Yeah, I agree. But I look at Bishop and I'm just like, oh. Bishop <laughs> even has like a, a some kind of machete on a chain, and it's like, how is that zero inches? I don't know. I really, <laughs> I don't get it. Like when he started, he was supposed to be this the most badass. Uh, chain fighter, like you put him inside a, like an arena, and he was supposed to be like this badass chain fighter. But I, I, he, I don't know. I just, <laughs> he's just not good. Yeah, I mean, I I get what they're trying to do with him, but I definitely see some of the flaws that you're talking about. It just he seems like one of those models where if they just they tweaked him a little bit in one direction, could be like a really powerful model. Um, mm -hmm. It just seems like he's missing like one or two things to really put him over the top. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, if they give me either hard to kill or hard to wound, and make adaptive, you know what I said during start phase and in a turn, that that would mean that would mean the world. <laughs> Just right now, there's nothing I want about this model at all. Okay. So, so what about you? What's your last pick? My last pick is going to be one that. You probably have a little bit to say, and you might tell me if you've ever brought this model because you you have the ability to. Mm. I have these really sweet models. I would love to bring them be, just because when I think Bayou, I think Gators. Yeah. And I have never put one on the fucking table. <laughs> never. So, funny the Bayou story. Gators just, yes. there's... Yeah, I don't know. You you tell me. They're five stones, and you let me you let me know. I mean, I, there's a lot of things I don't like here. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, it's another guilty pleasure model of mine because like I I do play them a lot. Uh, with Sorida. Yeah, <laughs> I don't play Sorida, so that's why I probably haven't. Right. But because if I look at this as a versatile model, it's five stones. 
Uh-huh. I mean, they're five hit boxes, which is fine. They do have stealth, which is cool. Um, you get a little bit of ruthless in there. So maybe if you think you're going to get some terrifying action, maybe you bring them to kind of counter that. Uh, but the attacks, once again, it's range zero, um, which is, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, I don't know. Oh. I, uh, I'm not a fan. Anyways, um, two, three, four with puncture is cute. I guess executes never terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of other models that are just better. Um, I love these models. I'm sorry. I, I've played them. I love them. They they die to stiff breeze. They're like a cruise missile. They're a glass cannon. And so far, so good. My favorite thing about them is that they have stealth and they're a wide base. So I just hide Sarita behind them until I need her because I can see through their eyes anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's hilarious. Like I. Oh. I no. think if I played, I think if I played Zoraida, I think I would see them more. Um, especially me picking them. I'm not a huge Zoraida fan um, just because she's an old hag and yeah, whatever, but it's not my play style. And I would rather use the gators. I know I would rather use them in other keywords, but I'm just kind of like, eh, I mean, there's other stuff I kind of want to do with my points there. Honestly, guy, like I use two uh, every now and then with Zoraida because like the, the mission uh, fits okay, okay, so out of out of Zoraida, have you ever brought them? Oh God, no! <laughs> God, <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I, I play Zip. I play Zip and Zoraida and Brewmaster when I was playing Bayou, and if I wasn't playing Zoraida, because like the the big thing about uh, them, honestly, is they're a white base and they're stealth, and I can see through their eyes with Zoraida. And if anybody gets anywhere close, Zoraida can just obey one to eat whatever came over to her because they they're really good in melee. They're like flurry. They're ruthless. They yeah. uh, they have automatically. Uh, suited puncture so like whenever they hit something it's going to hurt (laughs) i love these models they're dumb oh yeah and i i just i wish there was some synergy that i could bring them with another master um i think i can't remember i don't think ulix has anything that deals with beasts i think all of his stuff has to deal with pigs so i don't even think that works but yeah. I don't know. I, I just wish there was some other master that I'm like, oh, that would fit great there. And there's just besides Zoraida, which I understand it's a Swamp Fiend model, mm-hmm. but it's also versatile. When I see the versatile keyword, it's like, OK, usually that should be I can bring this with another master. And I've never had a reason where I've been like, oh, let me, you know, throw a Bayou Gator down. Well, I mean, if you're playing against something that, for example, if you're playing against uh, Pandora, uh, Bayou Gator is not a bad pick. OK, why do you think that? Well, I mean, they're ruthless and stealth, so I can't target them unless they're within six inches of me. And when they're within six inches of me, they can just jump me. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, that's cute. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and they can kill, in, in, if I remember correctly, the two, three, five, right? Uh, you're talking about damage? Yeah. Two, three, four. They're two, three, four. Okay, so they need to do two moderates to kill my polter guys. But that's not hard because they have um what you call it yeah yeah. they have puncture and their stat five so yeah no they're i think they're solid yeah i think they're solid models (laughs) yeah i just like i said i wish there was a little bit more synergy with at least one other master just because like i said i don't play zoraida so Mm. i've never brought them it's kind of the same feeling i have with like mctavish i wish like the gators and mctavish i wish i could I wish I wanted to bring those models more, not just because they were cool, but because they actually, you know, did a specific thing that I wanted them to do. See, you said a model that I thought you were going to mention, which is McTavish. I would have changed McTavish because he's I mean, worse than two Gators. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm saying is like the Gators, that whole see you later Gator box. It's like so cool, like in concept. And yep. the models are sweet. Yo, just doesn't quite get on the table. Right. We can talk about McTavish some other time. What's your? Uh, actually, we did get your last pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we you did kind of like. Yeah, you kind of did this to me, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of models out there that could use some love, and I mean, that's just part of being like a living game, right? That there's always going to be some underwhelming models. There's going to be some crappy models. Um, I was talking to a couple of people on our Discord channel for Rage Quit Wire, and I, I was like. You know, I mentioned 
this topic of kind of like, oh, you know, the wrestlers are kind of shitty. What do you guys think? And somebody was like, I, I don't think models getting one shot. It is good for the game. I'm like, yeah, but I don't think you can avoid that like wholeheartedly. There's always going to be a couple models in the game that can just one shot things out of nowhere. Yep. So yeah, that's exactly right. And, and I've just made my piece with models that are five points and four points that are going to die. So I just like, okay, I need to get work out of this model before he just stops existing. And so yeah. far, I love Soros, I love Lysas, and I love uh, Aversions. I, I don't know. I just well, I see I, other ones I and think, go, Bleh. I think so. I think people also need to recognize that, like, it's not going to be perfect, perfectly balanced. But I think if you can get your general win rates with the Masters between a 35 to 65% win rate, I think that's kind of where you want your spread to be because that means even your crappiest masters, if you're good with them, you can pull out a win. And even the best masters, yes, they're going to be really good, but they still are balanced enough where they'll lose consistently if you're playing against, you know, somebody of better skill or better matchup. Yeah. But that being said, why didn't you say McTavish, that piece of shit? (laughs) I mean... I mean, I was actually debating it and I was just like, oh, you know what? I want to, maybe we'll talk about McTavish another time. But I, I was like, I'm going to talk about the Gator. Um, just talk yeah, about Mc- it right now. You got like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, McTavish is just expensive for what he does. I mean, he <clears throat> he actually kind of reminds me of Mortimer, the, the model that you chose, uh-huh. where he kind of can do a little bit of everything, but isn't great at anything. Um, I mean, He's a nine-point model with a stat five gun. Yeah, it's a long carbine <laughs> with a stat five. Ignores concealment. His gator for so. Here's the other thing. His gator has a savage bite of one inch reach. So you know that's like. I mean, I guess it's a bigger gator. I don't know. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> his gator is the tits. Like I, I don't get me wrong. I love his melee attack. The biggest issue that I have with McTavish is tell me his defensive stuff. See if you can find some defensive stuff in his stat card, because I don't see any. Soul stones. That's it. (laughs) 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 He has nothing. No defense in in willpower five. What the fuck? Why? (laughs) First off, being a big scary gator. I mean, defense six. I mean, why not? Right. Dude, Sam Hopkins at least had the the stupid uh, arcane thingy. Yeah. Sam had at least that. McTavish, not even not even hard to wound. Not even mm-hmm. hard to wound. He doesn't have anything. <laughs> He's just completely naked. Yeah, oh, let me so ask fun. you though, like he has these weird like swamp screen markers. Right. I guess. Like it's like if you're gonna have a marker like that, I I so I don't know about you, but in Malifaux, if a model puts out a, especially a unique marker. Mm-hmm. I would want the marker to then do something like you can consume or use it in a certain way. And he right. doesn't do it. It's just a concealing marker. That's it. That's it. I mean, it doesn't go away. Yeah. But I would rather like, Oh, Hey, you can put this swamp screen marker. Okay. And your attack, remove a, squ- a swamp screen marker to get X suit for your attack or something. See, that would be cool and interesting. <laughs> like, like that's what I'm saying. Like you, you could do it for the savage bite. You could do it for his carbine. Probably makes more sense for the savage bite. Be like, oh, I'm gonna remove this swamp screen to trigger execute. Oh, you don't have any stones or cards. You're dead. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you can make it so that you get it an additional flip minus when attacking him inside the swamp screen, and that applies to melee attacks. Or remove a swamp screen because it's a swamp screen. It's supposed to be screening attacks. Maybe you can remove it to reduce damage. Sure. I mean, something, anything. Right now, yeah. this model has nothing. Like, nothing. Why does this model have nothing defensively? It's, oh, God, my brain. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely went through a few. I mean, obviously, I'm not a wordsmith and a game designer, but these are just a couple of things that are on my mind. And I know you and I like talking about how things could get better in the game. And mm-hmm. Just get people thinking about that, thinking about, okay, because I think if you evaluate models kind of like what we just did, it helps you kind of categorize them where you can then think about, okay, what do I want to bring in this situation? Where is this going to help me versus hurt me? And it it might seem like bitching, which it is, that's fine. 
but <laughs> it's also just to help you think about what models are most effective for you to bring on the table. Um, if anybody in weird is listening, please fix Killjoy, please. For Thank you. God. <laughs> uh, we didn't get, the game, son. <laughs> well, it's funny. We didn't get any 10 Thunders, Arcanists or uh, Explorers. So that was that was kind of funny to see. We didn't pick any of those models. Yeah, I mean, there's the, the, everybody has some models that don't see play. So not not going to go over it, but there was yeah. some. I was going to say there was somebody in the Discord who which which gammon did that? I think they said the ice gammon maybe was crap, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, I don't know anything about ice gammon or golems or whatever the hell the mm. elemental creatures. So I mean, the ice gammons have a job. They in sand deep, they turn into uh, a nice golem. Yeah, that's fun. So <laughs> just kind of good good mind uh mind exercise to evaluate models and kind of look at rules and stuff so um yeah make sure that you guys are supporting the podcast we actually just had a couple other patron patrons uh sign up on the patreon so um i don't have the names in front of me at the moment but i do want to give a quick shout out to them because we definitely appreciate them as well uh we will have another battle report drop in July because we had one already dropped for June. So that one will be exciting for people to see with the some of the GG2 rules in our overhead camera. And then the one that'll come in August will actually have a new camera to go over the Fate deck. So slowly upgrading the quality and what we're going to be doing for those battle reports. Also trying to minimize the time where it's not like a three-hour battle report. It's actually hopefully closer to just like an hour with commentary, which would be awesome for Malifo. Nice. Yeah. I like so, that. So, Dixon, any parting shots, anything else that you want to say before we get on out of here? No, just everybody enjoy all the freedoms that we got right now, that everything is opened up. Please, please get vaccinated if you haven't already. <laughs> it's like the yeah. only other thing. That's it. Well, yeah, and I, de I definitely want to voice that too. I mean, because obviously there's things that can happen that, you know, are unseen. So just do what you can to be proactive in the pandemic. But yar. with that being said, make sure that you guys are flipping cards, flipping tables, and we will see you all next time. Bye.